Section 34 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria de Fatima da Silva. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. The Worthless Stones. The two men, who had been eagerly studying the lists of situations vacant in the newspapers of the free reading room, came out dejected. They wore frock coats and silk hats and patent leather boots, all in the last stage of decay. May as well go and sit in the park, suggested the elder. It's as good as anything else or as bad, assented the younger. I'll tell you what it is, Smithson said the old man, as he took his seat in the sun and gazed reflectively into the interior of his silk hat. We ought to have seen this coming. We ought to have been prepared for it. We ought to have had something else up our sleeve. As it is, said the younger man, we are absolutely at the end of everything. I haven't got a penny in my pockets. I suppose you haven't either, Marks. No, said Marks, I've got a paper of Brazilian diamonds of the first water, and I've got a nice little lot of pigeons' blood rubies. A year ago I could have got about 14,000 for them. Today, if I offered them in exchange for a penny loaf, the man would laugh at me. Yes, Smithson, we ought to have seen this coming. I don't know about that, said Smithson. Nobody else saw it. Why should they? Ever since the beginning of the world, precious stones, as they used to be called, had been held in high esteem. It was so in all nations and all ages. What reason had we to expect this sudden change of fashion, this sudden awakening to the facts, if you like to put it that way? Because, said Marx, we might have argued it out. We might have said to ourselves, that the game had been good for a very long time, and that was all the more reason why it should not last much longer. If we had just put to ourselves the plain question, why are precious stones precious? We should have made provision for the bursting of the bubble. They were only precious because a lot of fools, principally women, chose to think they were. It was purely arbitrary. There was nothing else in it at all. As civilization went on, people were bound to wake up to the fact. When one recalls that not so many years ago any amount of capital labor was being expended in South Africa and elsewhere in order to get some brilliant rubbish out of the ground for women to stick in their hair or to put round their necks, why it simply seems like a mad dream. It's much more wonderful that the humbug lasted so long than that it stopped when it did. Smithson drew from his waistcoat pocket three or four beautiful pearls, spread them on the palm of his hand, and looked at them. I still think, you know, he said, that there's a kind of charm about these things. Of course, I know that they're no longer worth anything, but still, I've got a liking for them. Simply a remnant of your old prejudice, said Marx. The glass workers turn out much prettier things. They get more variety of color and of pattern. 
all the endless worry with banks and safes is done away with if a woman loses a few of her beads she can easily go to the nearest shop and buy another sixpenny worth if in the old days she had lost a few pearls like those that you have in your hand there would have been no end of a hullabaloo columns and columns in the paper about it it was not to my interests of course that this change should come it has ruined men like you and me but it has done a lot of good as well think of the amount of crime there used to be heaps of burglars in london not so long ago would have risked their freedom for the rest of their lives and perhaps their necks as well to have stolen the rubies that i have got in my inside pocket women were bought and sold for those toys nations kept vast amounts of capital locked up and unproductive in the form of crown jewels it was a rotten system and on the whole it's a good thing that we've done with it all i say is we ought to have seen the end was coming look here marx said smithson sharply don't say that any more please see it gets on my nerves when a man has made an almighty fool of himself and is suffering for it in consequence it doesn't improve his temper to have somebody keep on telling him that he might have foreseen what would happen i'm going to give up thinking about it altogether the spring's coming on now and gardeners will be wanted i always had a little taste that way luckily and i may be able to find a job yet ah said marx you are a younger man than i am i don't know what's going to happen to me absent-mindedly he drew from his pocket his paper of brazilian diamonds and scattered them broadcast a few sparrows fluttered down and went away disappointed a stern park keeper came up look here he said sharply i can't have that mess made all over these gravel paths i've a jolly good mind to make you pick em all up again you'd better clear out you two and look slippy about it end of section thirty four